Okay, uh, good morning. Today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Vili Ben Vili and Le'ilu Nishmas Shoshana Pesa Bas Yoel. Today's daf is daf Lamed Beis. We're going to go from the bottom, the fifth last line of Lamed Aleph Amud Beis, 31b. Um, so the Gemara is continuing with its discussion regarding tefillah. That's the primary discussion of today. Is more agarita to do with tefillah, and a lot of it to do with Moshe. Moshe, we find a few. We learn halachas to do with Moshe. We find a few fundamental times for the Jewish people that Moshe davened, and we're going to learn. And it's so a few halachas and uh, and dinim and ideas behind davening that come from there. Mostly, not not so many halachas. Mostly agarita. And for Omar Rav. So, so this, this is continuing because we've been quoting Rabbi Lazar a few times. But he says, whoever sits in a fast on Shabbos, so you have a fast on Shabbos, it's so effective, it can tear up a, a lifetime of bad uh, bad Xeros. However, he will still be held accountable for transgressing on Shabbos. One of the mitzvahs is to enjoy Shabbos. This person, by fasting on Shabbos, granted he achieved this amazing spiritual, it's called spiritual uh, um, atonement, he's still held accountable for breaking on Shabbos. So what does he do? So He has to fast because he fasted. Um, I saw one of the explanations why uh, fasting on Shabbos is so much more effective because we know how hard it is to not to fast during the week. It's hard. But on Shabbos, when firstly you're used to eating nice food, everyone around you eating nice food, there's extra food, fancy food, delicious, um, freshly cooked food, all this extra makes it that much harder to fast. And that uh, challenge can make it that much more uh, rewarding. But Omar Rabbi Elozer says, Chana dvarim mala. Chana was chutzpedik, uh, impertinent against uh, Hashem. Neymar, it says by Spelal al Hashem. She davened against Hashem. I genuinely would say davened too, but she means she davened like against. She, was, uh, she approached Hashem in a very strong way. Um, and we saw that up above on the, yesterday. We saw how she like kind of bargained with Hashem and said, "Come on, Hashem, uh, you've created a whole universe, and you can't give me one son. It should be easy, you know, like a little. It really is a little bit chutzpah." Um, yeah. Then carrying on, it says, "V'omer." Yeah. We also find we also find that Eliyahu's davened uh, impertinently. Shneimar says, "Vato hasiboy says livoy sachronos." You are the cause that their hearts went astray. I blame Hashem for that. What is our Ben Israel? Where do we actually see that Hashem agreed to Eliyahu? as it's written, which I have done bad. I, I, I caused them to do bad. If not for the following three psukim, the legs of those who hate Ben Israel that would uh, um, would not be would collapse. Um, the, obviously, we don't mean the, the hated ones of Israel, but whenever we're referring negatively to Ben Israel, we rather refer to the enemies. But just being about Ben Israel, says what? What are the three psukim? The one is the pasuk we just brought, which I've done bad. I Hashem saying I put Ben Israel in a yeah. But sorry, what these psukim are saying is almost Hashem is saying. Uh, it's a little bit my fault. I put them in an impossible situation. 
We know Bnei Yisrael sin, we know everyone has free will, but sometimes the situation a person in is very, very hard, almost impossible, and that's what Hashem is saying, yeah, I have caused them to do bad. And now the Pasuk, V'chad Hashem, V'chad, Hinei K'choyme B'yara Yoytze, K'ein Orem B'yadi Beis Yisrael. Like the earth in the hand of the potter, so too Bnei Yisrael are in my hand. It's Hashem makes us. V'chad D'lsiv, and it's also written by Sirois, as Lev or Evan Mibisrachem, Venosati Lochem, Lev Bosor. I will remove the stone of the heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh. I, Hashem's almost saying it's the way I created you. There's nothing, um, that's why, so we can kind of, again, it's not a justification, but you can kind of use these psukim as a little bit of, uh, in, your, in, your, in your lawsuit against when Hashem's uh, holding you accountable, when Hashem's judging you, you can use these psukim um, as a little bit of. Uh, Vindication. Rapopo Oma Mahakha Rapopo brings a different pasuk. The S Ruchi attain bekibechem or CCS Asher Bukhukai Telehu. I will place my spirit within you and I will make you walk in my ways. So it's again up to Hashem for us to follow him. Says, we also find that Moshe spoke with Chutzpah to Hashem. Shinemar says, Moshe El Hashem. Moshe Davin to Hashem. Al Tikri El Hashem. Ela Al Hashem. Don't read it as to Hashem, rather read it as against Hashem. Shechain, the very Rebilos ben Yaakov, Koyrin Alfin, Ainula Ain Alfin. Because we have a teaching from the Yeshiva of Rebilos ben Yaakov that you can make Joshas by switching Ains and Alephs. I mean, interesting, the way we pronounce they they basically the exact same letter. It seems, technically, if you read Shulchan Aruch, uh, there's a difference between, uh, a subtle difference between pronouncing an ayin and an aleph, but we actually even pronounce them the exact same, which would make them even more interchangeably. Sounds like I didn't do pronounce it differently. So, the very Biyana, Yomri Mehacha, the very Biyana, see, we see, I'll show you where we see Moshe spoke with Chutzpah Hashem. It says, Vidi Zohov. It's interesting, the travels of Bnei Israel, and it mentions Di Zohov. It says, Vidi Zohov. My my off. Where do we find that it wasn't one of their travels? So Omri the very Biana Kachomer Moshe Livna Kodesh Bohu Moshe said to Hashem Ribbon Shalom Bishvil Kesev Zov Shafatolo Hem Yisrael Ad She Omer Die. The sin of the golden calf was because of the Zohov that you gave them way too much until they even had to say this is enough. Uh, you gave Bnei Yisrael so much wealth and that led them to build the eagle. He says Who got them Shalshes eagle? That caused them to build the eagle. Omer the very Biana. And now they, we're going to give three parables to what the situation Ben Israel find them in and why Moshe is kind of blaming Hashem for the Egel Azov for giving them too wealth. He says, Omri Devei Rebianai, Ein Ari Noi Mitoi Kupashel Teven, Ela Mitoi Kupashel Bosor. A lion's not going to roar. He's not going to be, be invigorated and uh, feel powerful if you give him a basket of straw to eat. But if you give him a basket of meat to eat, that's going to give him courage. That's going to enable him to, uh, to stand up for himself. To attack, yeah. Omar Rabbi, or maybe it's yeah. He won't feel that, yeah. Omar Rabbi Oshia, Mashallah Adam Shahoisal Parak Chushu Balase Varim. Rabbi Oshia says it's similar to a person who had a very lean cow but was large. He chile karshinim v'hoisam avaytesla. He fed it karshinim, very good quality animal food, and then it kicked him. Omar Lemi La, he said to the animal, Mi garam loshe tahem avates bi ela karshinim shechiluscha. What caused you to kick me, what gave you the energy and rejuvenated you, that now you had the chutzpah to kick your master, was this food I fed you. So, so too, what gave B'nai Israel the chutzpah, the, the way of thinking, the lifestyle to go against Hashem, was the gold he gave us when we left Egypt. It corresponds to the following 
the following scenario of a man who had a son. He bought him and anointed him and gave him food to eat, uh, food and drink. And he hung a money bag around his neck. He gave him his credit card. And he placed him outside the brothel. What's that son going to do that he doesn't sin? Uh, you put, again, you put Ben Israel in an impossible situation. Um, yeah, we're going to carry on with this theme, but just very interesting, there's a commentary in the back of the Gemara, Rav Eliezer Moshe Horvitz, and he explains it quite interesting. He says, they, we brought three parables to basically tell us the same thing, that if you give someone too much, that's when they get confident, and that's when they will rebel and feel... But he says, so what they each teaching? He says, it's, uh, it corresponds to the Eruv Rav, the Bnei Yisrael, and Aaron Akoin. Those are the three different factions that we find regarded by the Egel Azov that created. The Eruv Rav are like a lion. They're ready to attack. They're aggressive. They're bad. So a small trigger will get them going. And that's the case of the lion. The Bnei Yisrael, they're more like the cow. They're more docile. They're not naturally going to attack but sometimes they will get a little bit aggravated a cow or something will stimulate it and it will kick its owner or something like that that's been a role and Aaron someone like Aaron's never going to sin unless he's put in a impossible situation kind of like the father who gets his son all uh, well fed gives him everything he needs and puts him outside the brothel it's almost impossible for the son not to sin and that's uh, that's the situation Aaron um, Aaron was in Yeah, we're going to come to that now. We're going to come to that now. This is the common phrase people say. Um, filling one's stomach is the start of sin. Shenemar is based on the following pasuk: Kamari somva yisavu savu v'yarem libam al kain shechayhuni. When they were well fed and satiated, they raised their hearts and they forgot me. Rav Nachman Omer Mahachar. Rav Nachman says it's a different pasuk. It says v'rov v'rom levavcha v'shochachto es Hashem. You'll raise your heart and you'll forget Hashem. V'rabbanon Omer Mahachar. The rabbis brought from a different pasuk. Says v'achal v'sova v'doshan upana. You ate and you became satisfied and fattened upana, and you turned to other gods. The Ibois Eimah Mahachar or another pasuk. V'yishimain Yishurun v'yivat. Yishurun became fat and they rebelled. And Omer Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Omer Rabbi Yochanan, Minayin Shechazar Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Behoidu Lola Moshe. Where do we know that Hashem agreed to Moshe? Shneimar it says, "V'chesev v'vesi loch v'zov osulabal." I gave you too much kesef, and the gold you made into was made into idols, into Baal. So we see that again, this concept of that when you have too much, you have too much wealth, you're very confident in your personal abilities. You don't need Hashem anymore, and you're likely to forget or rebel against Him. That's the general theme of these. And Hashem actually, in a way, agreed to Moshe that He had kind of given Ben Israel an impossible task. So now we once, yo, now we're going to, as I mentioned, discuss a lot to do with Moshe's davening by Hashem says, and Moshe by Hashem. Um, pleading for Bnei Israel by the Egel Azov, because remember Hashem wanted to actually destroy Bnei Israel when they did the, built the Egel Azov. We had the bear Hashem and Moshe like right. Hashem said to Moshe, "Go down." Am I like right? What does it mean, go down? So Amar Rebbe Lozo Amar Lo Hakadosh Baruch Hu Moshe. Hashem said to Moshe, 
You should go down from your position of greatness. Says, I gave you greatness because of B'nai Israel. You were the leader. Well, now that they've sinned, what, why do I need you? Immediately, Moshe's strength drained, and he wasn't able to speak. And then when Hashem said, Leave me, and then I will destroy them. Omar Moshe Oh, I see it's dependent on me. Why? Hashem says, I need to destroy B'nai Israel. Then he told Moshe, But before I destroy them, I need you to leave. Ah, so wait, I'm getting in the way of you destroying B'nai Israel? Must be something I can do about it. So that's what was Moshe realized. Therefore, immediately he got up, he strengthened himself to Davin, and he Davin for mercy. You can give a parable to a king who got very angry with his son and he gave him a big beating. And one of the king's good friends or people he loved was sitting there and he was afraid to say anything. You never get between a king when he wants to punish someone. So Omar HaMelech and the king says, if not for this person, this good friend sitting here, you know, I would have killed you. So Omar the, the person who loves him realized that it actually he does have something to do. The king's withholding holding himself back because he's there. Therefore he gets up and he saves the son. But that's the comparison of what Moshe did it seems, in a way, Hashem felt too... Well, I mean, obviously, Hashem's giving Moshe the hints that it's up to you. You can, you can daven. You can always daven. You can strengthen yourself and daven. But part of it is that Moshe Hashem saying, I can't actually destroy them in front of you, so please go. Moshe realized, oh, there it is up to me to a degree. Now, you, Hashem said to Moshe, leave me. Let my anger burn against them and I will destroy them and I will make you, Moshe, into a great nation. If not for the way the Pesach says it, it would be impossible for us to say such a thing. It's like Moshe took hold of Hashem like a person grabs his friend's jacket. And he said to Hashem, I'm not going to let you go until you forgive them. I, so Hashem says, Leave, um, let me be, I'm going to go destroy them. And Moshe grabbed on Hashem's clothes and said no. Um, the Tzlach gives a famous uh, a special idea here. He says that, first you have to remember, we know Hashem doesn't have a body. This is all uh, metaphor. But also, we try, again, we try not to speak about Moshe taking hold of Hashem. So we speak about Moshe taking hold of Hashem's clothes. But he says that in its own right has a big symbolism. Because just like a person on different occasions wears different types of clothes. When you go to a wedding, you wear some clothes. Shabbos, you wear other clothes. To work, you've got your work clothes. And you've got all your different clothes that often represent or mirror the mood you're in. So, so too, Hashem was garbed in uh, his clothes of anger and justice. And Moshe wanted to take hold of him. And we often find we speak of Hashem's robes, his white clothes, his clothes, his garbed in anger, etc. So that, he says, parallels uh, this idea. Then it carries on, Hashem said, I want to make you into a great nation. Moshe said to Hashem, If a 
chair built with three legs, built on Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, could not stand before your anger and you prepared to destroy it. What do you think a leg, a, a stool, a chair built on one leg, my, a nation made out of me, would they ever stand before your anger? He says, I'm embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed to face my forefathers. They will all say, look at this leader that he appointed. He only had his own interests at heart. And he didn't daven for their mercy. If Moshe would have accepted that offer, he would have, he's looking out for his own interests. Okay, go destroy them and make a nation from me. And he was embarrassed to face the Avos with that uh, approach. He says, therefore, I'm going to daven. He says, Moshe davened before Hashem, pleaded before Hashem. So we're going to say, what, this, this language of Vayichal, we're going to bring different droshes, what, what the connotations of this word have for Moshe's Tvila that he pleaded before Hashem. So, Amr Abilazim Alamech, Amr Moshe Bitvila, Livna Akos Bolchu, Adsheh, Moshe stood in Tefillah before Hashem until he, became, he was ill from praying. He became sick. No, it's actually until that tool he was able to annul Hashem's neder. Hashem took a neder to destroy Ben Israel, and Moshe wanted to annul that neder. It's written here, but I mean, here we're saying it as clear, but elsewhere he says, You're not allowed to break your neder. So it's the same word, Vayechal and Vayechal says, Vayechal says, Vayechal says, A person's not allowed to annul his own netter, but someone else is allowed to annul his netter. We know that's uh, the din of Charotah, similar to Atoros Nadorim, similar. If you take a netter and you realize there's a condition or something that you can't manage it, you go to a Chochom and you have it annulled. So if we could say such a thing, that's what... Uh, um, um, that's what Moshe was doing here. He was annulling Hashem's neder. Until he persuaded Hashem that he regretted his neder and he could annul it. That's, the, that's what Vayachal is teaching us. We see further that Moshe, Shmuel says, we see further that Moshe was prepared to give his life for Benayishal. If not, if you're not going to forgive them, then erase me from your safer. So Amarov, Amaravitz, Amalamit, Shehichle Alem, Midas Rachamim. No, um, the word Vayachal alludes to that he caused the Midah of Rachamim to take hold of Bnei Israel. To, uh, yeah. Verabon and Omri Malamit, what does this phrase of Vayachal regarding Davening mean? Verabon and Omri Malamit, Omar Moshe Livna Kodesh Bohu. Moshe said before Hashem, Ribbon Shalolam, Chulin Uloch, Shaasa Kazovarazeh. It's sacrilegious for you to behave like this. Moshe said, a chul from chulin. It's not appropriate for the most holy of holies, Hashem. It's not appropriate for you to behave like that, to uh, destroy Ben Israel. Vechal Moshe is Ben Hashem. Again, elaborating on this possible Tanya Rebilazar, Akkadol Oimer, Melamei Cha'omad Moshe Bitfile Lifnei Akkadosh Baruchu, Adshe Ochzu Achilu. Moshe Daven before Hashem until he got Achilo. Till he caught some disease. My Achilo, what is this? So Amar Avashi, Eish Shalatzomos, fire in the bones. My Eish Shalatzomos, Amar Abaya, Ishti Degarmi, some sort of fever. So he actually got very sick over trying to daven for Bnei Israel. Carrying on with the Tvil of Moshe, Zohar Avram Lizakul Israel Avodecha Ashenishpatolo Hemboch. Remember Avram, your servants, Avram Yitzchak and Yisrael Yaakov, who you swore to them by you. My Boch. What does it mean by you? 
Again, Moshe is saying, Hashem, you swore to Avram, Isaac, and Yaakov by you, by you, Hashem. Says so. Oma Rebbe Lozer, Oma Moshe, Rebbe Lozer explained. Oma Moshe lifnei Yaakov, Hashem Baruchu. Moshe said to Hashem, Ibayne shel Olam ilmalen ish basolayim b'shemayim v'aretz ayisi oimer k'shem shemayim v'aretz b'taylim kach shvoschol b'taylim. If you would have taken a shvur to the Avos, saying, I swear to you by the heavens and the earth, well then I could tell you, just as the heavens and earth can be. Uh, uh, got rid of, so too the shvur can be cancelled. Says, Well, now that you've sworn to the Avos by your great name, just as your name is eternal, so too your shvur is eternal. Again, you can see the Gemara is making droshes on the, well, for us, obviously the power of Tfilah. But Moshe's approach to Tefillah and uh, the depth under, underlining some of the arguments of Moshe to Hashem. And he says, I will increase. You spoke to them saying, I will increase your descendants like the stars of the heaven and the land and this land which I said. What do you mean, Moshe says, this land which I said? It should have said, the land which you told them about. I, again, Moshe is saying, remember the Avos who you took a shvur that you'd make their descendants like the stars? And, and it should have said, and the, on the land that you said about. But what does the positive say? That I said about. Moshe kind of like, sounds like Moshe is speaking about himself. So what do we learn from there? Omer Blazer, Ad The Posuk stops there. That's when Moshe stopped speaking. And then it's Hashem starting to speak. And Hashem starting to say, Okay, I forgive B'nai Yisrael. The Rebbe Shmuel Barachmeini, Omer Rebbe Shmuel Barachmeini, who gives a different voice, says, Eilu v'eilu divrei Talmud. They both Moshe Rabbeinu speaking. Moshe said before Hashem, Master of the Universe, This that you told me to go tell B'nai Yisrael things in my name, I told them in your name. So what am I going to go tell them now? Every time you, go to, you told me something along the lines of, I will take you out of... Moshe tell them that you'll take them out of Mitzrayim. I went and I said, Hashem will take you out of Mitzrayim. That sort of phrase. Moshe says, now what can I go and tell them? That you're not going to keep your word. It says, then it carries on, Hashem Sorry, Hashem. He says, does Hashem not have the ability to take them into Eretz Yisrael? It says, Yochol Hashem It should have said it in it seems masculine. Yocholis is, fem- is feminine and Yochel is masculine. It should have used a masculine phrase. Um, there are other ways of learning the drasha here, but that's the one way. Like the nations are going to say, you're weak like a woman and you can't save them. Says, what do you mean? The nations aren't going to say I'm weak. They saw, uh, what? About 50 days ago, the great miracle, less than 50 days ago, the great miracles... I mean, this might be... Okay, remember, not so long ago, I did these great miracles by the sea. And 
Therefore, what do you mean they're going to say that I'm weak, I'm, I'm weak and I can't uh, save the Jews? So, They'll say, ah, you are able to defeat Paro, one king. But the 31 kings that were settled in Canaan, you're not able to stand against. To take that a step further, remember, if you're a pagan in those days, what do you believe? That there are many different gods. And obviously some gods are more powerful than other gods and and they, the gods go to battle and will stand up. So this is okay. So you're the sort of god who's more powerful than the god of the Egyptians. You're more powerful. You're a king who's more powerful than Para. That's very good. But now that you're not taking them to into Eretz Israel, what you're chickening out. You see that the other gods are more powerful. So that's kind of that's along the lines of Moshe's argument to Hashem. Where do we see that Hashem agreed to Moshe? Hashem said, I forgive you as you have spoken. Hi Moshe, it's your tefillah. That and, the, and your arguments that have worked. When it says, like your words, is in the future the nations of the world will say, Happy is the Talmud whose uh, Rebbe agrees to him. I Hashem agreed to Moshe that uh, if he does not save the Jews, all the nations will speak badly about Hashem saying he's a bit of a, a weakling. And Hashem says, nevertheless, I love. Hashem told Moshe, Moshe, through your speech, I love. What does it mean? Through your speech, I still live on amongst the nations because if, obviously Hashem doesn't die. But if not for your speech, then all the nations would have disregarded me as a living, powerful God. This is actually halacha. A person should always arrange the praise before Hashem and then he should dive in where do we see this where do we know this from Moshe from Moshe do you see this now this is a different villa of Moshe this is where Moshe wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael so he says that Hanan el Hashem by Isa he had dive into Hashem at that time Uchsiv and it's written Hashem elokim ato hachalois laharois says Avdocha es godlocho es yodcha achazoka asher mikel bashomayim uvaoretz asher yasek amasecho gvorosecho Hashem you have started to show me your might and your power your strong hand and the great deeds and the power and the great deeds you can do in the heaven and earth and your power Uchsiv basran what's written straight after that Please can I cross into the land. I we see Moshe first praised Hashem and then he made his request. Um, okay, the Simon Masim Stoker Korban Kohen Tanis Minal Barzel. It's uh, an allusion to the coming up uh, discussions. Yeah. So just before we go there, sorry, um, just on this last piece, that's how the Amida is structured. The middle is structured, and this is how tefillah should always be structured. We praise Hashem, that's the first three brachas of the Amidah, and then we have the middle section of the Amidah when we're asking Hashem for our needs. And it should be the same, I mean, there's a big discussion, why do we need to praise Hashem? Hashem, Hashem doesn't really need our praises. But either way, we have to acknowledge Hashem's greatness, that's, and praise Him for it, and then we can dive in and ask our request. Rebbe Lazo says, Tfila is greater than good deeds, because 
There's no tefillah, there's, um, there's no one who was greater in good deeds than Moshe Rabbeinu, and nevertheless he was only answered because of his tefillah. Shemir says, Al-Tosif, or we see he would only have been answered through tefillah, as Hashem said to him, Al-Tosif, Daber Eli, don't continue to speak, okay, fine, you can go up to the mountain. Um, I mean, the classic way of learning those, not the classic way, one of the normal ways of learning those, don't speak to me further. If you carry on davening, I'll have to grant your request. It doesn't say, if you carry on doing good deeds, I'll have to grant your request. He says, if you carry on davening. I think that's the easiest way to learn it. But, and then he also, he caved in a little and he let Moshe go up to Rosh HaPisgah, which was the east of the Jordan, which B'nai Israel had inherited. So it was a... Not going into Eretz Yisrael, but a taste of going into Eretz Yisrael. And Tosos just point out that below Tfilah Masim Tovim, this that we say Tfilah is greater than Masim Tovim, we mean Tfilah with Masim Tovim. Because all we have to, what's our case study? Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu had Masim Tovim and his Tfilah was effective. But we don't have a case study from someone who did not have Masim Tovim, nevertheless davened. So that's what Tosos wanted to say. You can't really see from here that, that tefillah without Masim Toivim is effective, but at least tefillah with Masim Toivim is greater than just plain Masim Toivim, which then I don't know what the chirush is. Like obviously if someone acts, does all good deeds and davens, obviously that's better than someone who just does good deeds. So uh, I'm not sure exactly uh, what the chirush is then uh, according to how Tosos is learning. And we definitely do say that in a way you're Tefillah is independent of your get spiritual standing. Tefillah is how, if you daven sincerely to Hashem, then he takes it into consideration, no matter whether you're a tzaddik or a rosh. I guess they, they do have a play, but it's more it's effective either way. Tanis is greater than stocker. My time, what's the reason? This is with his money, body, and this is with his money. I was thinking about it, a few daf. I couldn't find it when I was looking for it, but I think it was actually towards the beginning of the Masechta. We said, what's the greatness of a fast? That you give tzedakah to thy niyam so that they can break their fast. So maybe this is going back on the drosha of, we say, um, you must love Hashem with all your heart, your soul, um, and your money. Say, some people it's harder to serve Hashem with their money is more dear to them, and some people their life is more dear to them. So maybe if you're the sort of maybe that could resolve this contradiction. If you're someone whose money is more dear to you, well then the ultimate of fasting is the tzedakah you give. And if you're someone who is uh, whose laughs whose laughs more dear to them, well then fasting itself is greater than tzedakah. On the other hand, maybe you could say they're different dimensions. They're different dimensions of a fast and the different dimensions of tzedakah, and they each have their their role to play. And Vomer Bilozo Goyle Tfila Yosim in our Korbonus. Tfila is greater than Korbonus. Shanemar says, Lameli Rovziv Chechem. Why do I need all your sacrifices? Vixiv Uva, and that Posuk, yeah, Uva Proshem Kapechem, when you spread your hands in Tfila. So Hashem says, I'm not going to accept your sacrifices 
And not only that, I'm not going to ac- even accept your tefillahs. We see that there's more chance of him accepting tefillahs than sacrifice, because um, tefillahs are more powerful. Amr Biyachan, Kol Koy, Shehoregez, another Joshua we learned from that postdoc we just quoted. Amr Biyachan, Kol Koy, Shehoregez, and Nefesh, Lo Yisoyes Kapov. Rabbi Yochanan says, any coin who kills a person is not allowed to do Nesiyah's Kapayim, not allowed to do Chon. Shneemar says, Yedeichem Domi Malu, because their hands were filled with blood. Um, yeah. It basically, if you read the whole Pasuk, but to paraphrase, it says the Brocha will not be accepted when it's given with hands full of blood. So even a coin, a coin who kills, it seems whether on purpose or mistake, you can look in Shechon Aruch, or with... Um, He's not allowed to do it anymore. Rabbi Elozo says, From the day the base Amidash was destroyed, the gates of Tila were locked. Even though I cry out and I call out, my Tfila is locked out. And even though the gates of... You know what I should mention? It doesn't mean literally locked. It doesn't mean there's no point in Davin nowadays. We still Davin. There's a barrier. Or you have to find the right key. Or you have to find someone to open the door. Or you have to dive until Hashem opens the door. But you can still get your tefillahs heard. It's just much harder. You have to get through a locked door. Even though the gates of tefillah are locked, the gates of tears are not locked. Listen to my tefillahs, Hashem, and my salvation will heard. Do not be silent to my tears. Rava loy gazer tanisa biyuma. Once we're discussing fast, Rava loy gazer tanisa biyuma teiva. Rava wouldn't decree a fast day on a cloudy day. Mishum shenema, as the pasuk says, chasoychu ba'anon loch me'avod tefilasi. You've encircled yourself in, uh, you've covered yourself in clouds so that no tefila can go through. Obviously, clouds have a symbolism of blocking shomayim uh, from us and blocking uh, our tefilas. Interestingly, because on the, on the, in contrast, we say that rain is a brock and a sign of Hashem giving life and a good thing. So maybe if, uh, but I'm imagining mostly when they used to decree fast, it was for rain. So just clouds isn't enough. And uh, there are other calamities where you want to decree a fast for, for um, a war, etc. When the Beis since the Beis Midrash was destroyed, there's an iron wall between Ben Israel and their father in heaven. As it says, um, Hashem told it was Yirmiyahu Yechezkel Yechezkel to build a model city of Yerushalayim and put an iron thing in between to symbolize the separation, the iron separation, the iron barrier between them and their people. Anyone who lengthens his tefillah, his tefillah will not turn away empty-handed. Where do we know this from? From Moshe Rabbeinu. As it says, I dive into Hashem, listen to me. At that time. How long did Moshe daven for to get Ben Israel forgiven? 40 days. Not everyone's aware of this, but Moshe, so he went up for the first 40 days, got the luchos, came down on Suvas of broke them, dealt with Ben Israel for a few days, went back up and davened for 40 days until Hashem forgave them. And then he came down, built the second, uh, carved out the second set of luchos and went up for another, so they're actually another 40 days. So there were three sets of 40 days. And Moshe's tefillah, 
in the middle one to get Hashem to forgive them was for 40 days he was doubling to Hashem to forgive B'nai Shal. That's why when I said the, when I was trying to work out the calculation earlier, when Moshe davened, how long had, how long was that after that been, the sea had been split? So you know the sea was split on the seventh day of Pesach, but this, I don't know at what stage Moshe made that argument in these 40 days of davening to Hashem. Okay, Ini, you're telling me that it's good to daven long. He says, Anyone who davens too long and then checks out his tefillah will come to heartache. Shenemar, as it says, A hope deferred will make his heart sick. My takonto, so what should you do for this heartache? You're davening long and your tefillahs aren't answering and you're getting very despondent. What do you do? Yasuk Torah, learn Torah. Shenemar is Eitzchayim Tavabo. With Eitzchayim, your desire will be fulfilled. The Ein Eitzchayim Elo Torah. Shenemar Eitzchayim Hila Machazikim Bo. It's uh, as so Torah is Eitzchayim. But again, we have this contradiction. The one question says, if you elaborate, if you no long tefillah will go unanswered, and on the other hand, we see that. Davening too long just causes heartache, and it's not appropriate. So Moran says, Here's where you marich, and you ma'ayin in it, and here's where you lengthen your tefillah, and you're not ma'ayin in it. What is ma'ayin? You check whether you've been answered. You're like, Hashem, I've been davening for 40 days. Why haven't you answered me? Or, Hashem, I asked for A, B, and C, and look how long and carefully I davened, and you haven't answered me. If you do that, you're going to, it's going to lead to heartache and trouble. Tosos point out, we found this word, iun tefillah, is it good or bad? He brings our source here, which sounds like iun tefillah, checking, going into your tefillah, analyzing, well, he's going to say the difference, but analyzing your tefillah is bad. And he brings another few sources. He says, uh, um, he brings, um, he says, there are three things that make Hashem remember your sins, I, whether you're deserving or something, and one of those is iun tefillah. Um, so, so we see at least Al Gemara and that Gemara say, like, if you are in your tefillah, you, Hashem uh, didn't have for this, why haven't you granted it? That makes Hashem say, oh, what about all the Averas? Why should I grant it? So it brings your Averas to the forefront in the course case. So that we see Iun tefillah is bad. But on the other hand, we know the famous thing we say every morning. The. Pardon? Yeah, Iun tefillah. Well, so, so there are things that you get benefit in the world to come and this world. And one of them is Karen Karen Kayenves Loyla Olam Habo. Those ones. So Elud Varmsh Ailum not Ailum Shir, Elud Varmsh Adam Ocho Parasembalamazeva, Karen Kayemes Loyla Olam Habo. And one of them is Ihun Tfila. Sounds like a wonderful thing. And there's another thing. There are three things, there's another Gomorrah that says there are three things that we never really manage. Either we should always be very careful with them, but we don't manage them, and one of those is Ihun Tfila. So it sounds like it's good. So it also suggests, Yesh, there are two types of Iyun Tefillah. There's the Iyun Tefillah that we're discussing in Algamora that someone who is ma'ayin where these requests has been answered. He feels, ah, Hashem, I haven't so well. Why haven't you answered my Tefillah? That's bad. And then the other one is, Shemakaven is libole Tefillah. The good Iyun Tefillah is someone who directs his heart to Tefillah. I pay concentrate doing during davening. Um, just a very interesting thing. I was actually listening to a Shiva Rav Shecht, and he said from Rav Sadav um, just regarding Tfil, he says, Rav Sadav when you arrived at YU, he says, sometimes you don't, Hashem knows what's best for you, and sometimes you actually don't want the Tfil to be answered how you want it. He said, when Rav Sadav arrived at YU, he davened and davened that he could be Rosh Shiva. 
Um, that, well, the, the one was to be president of the college. And instead they chose, I think it was Ralph Belkin, they chose to be president of the college. And he says, after a few years, he was so, so appreciative that he hadn't got because they wanted to, kept on wanting to expand the college, start a medical school, a law school, or this school. And he says, by the end of his life, Ralph Belkin was so busy with all his colleges, he had hard, no time to learn. So Ralph Solomon said, that would have destroyed me. So I was so lucky. I davened to be president of the college, but I was lucky I shouldn't grant that. Oh, the other twiller that he mentioned, he says, I always davened that I would never end up as a Rav in America. He says, if Hashem had granted that request, I would have been in Europe with and killed by the Nazis. So he says, sometimes you dive into Hashem, and granted he doesn't answer your request, it could be he's answering it in what's really best for you. I think that's an important uh, concept to keep in mind. Um, sorry, I lost the place. I'm going to become... Uh, if you see Davin and you're not answered, Davin again. Put your hope in Hashem. I Davin to Hashem. Be strong and courageous and put your hope in Hashem. Davin again. They're four things that always need uh, energy. You always need to put effort into. They always need uh, what's chizuk, uh, motivation. Where do we see that Torah and good deeds always need a motivation and inspiration? Be strong and courageous, very strong and very courageous to keep and carry out the whole Torah. Where do we see that Tvila needs a constant chizuk? Daven and Daven again. Derech Eretz. Where do we find by Derech Eretz? Derech Eretz means uh, your profession. It says, Be strong and be strong for us. When Yoav was setting up the army in one stage, he said, he split into two camps and he says, if uh, we see you're being uh, defeated, we'll be courageous, strong and come and help you. And if you see we're struggling, then you be strong and come and help us. But he's saying so. You always need Chizuk. I mean, these were soldiers. That was their profession. You always need chizuk, so be strong as soldiers. And obviously, someone who's, uh, whatever your profession is, it often needs uh, motivation to continue and uh, work hard at it. Okay, but Toymer, and, and she said, Siona Zavani Hashem, Vashem Shochain. Hashem has Azavni forsaken me, and Hashem has forgotten me. It says, Hainu Azuva Hainu Shkucha. It's the same thing to say, Hashem has forsaken us and Hashem has forgotten us. Omer Yishlokish, Omer Knez Yisrael, Bnei HaKadosh Bochu. Hashem, the Bnei Yisrael said to Hashem, Riboi Neshel Oilam, Odom Nusua Isha Al Ishto. When a man marries a second woman, he's still married to the first, but he marries a second wife. Rishonez Oichem Azir Rishonez. Sorry, Al Ishto Rishonez on his first wife. He still remembers the good deeds, even though he found her not uh, fulfilling, he needed a second wife, he still remembers the good she did do. But Hashem, he has forsaken us and forgotten us. I created 12 constellations in the sky. Now he's basically going to say, I created 12 constellations, and each of those constellations created, well, yeah, let's read it. Um, each each constellation, I gave 30 armies. And each army I gave it 30 legions. And each uh, legion I gave uh, 30 commanders over infantry. Infantry. 
created 30 cartons. Va'alkol karton v'karton barasi lo shloshish gistera. I created uh, 30 gistera. Va'alkol gistera v'gistera tolisi ba shloshim es v'shishim v'chamisha alfei revua kolchavim. And of and each gistera was appointed over three three million six hundred fifty-five thousand stars. Keneged yomoyz hachama corresponding to the days of the sun. So, look. The, I mean, each this is you. It's it's the structure of the Roman army, but basically they, I created 30 commanders and each commander had 30 generals and each, I don't know the order, and each uh, of those 30 generals had 30 this under them and each of those had 30 this under them and each of those had an army of uh, 300, three, uh, it was 3,655,000. And I only created them all for you, for Bnei Yisrael. And you're going to come along and tell me that I've forgotten you. Can a nursing woman forget her children, her baby? Do you think I could forget again? Apply on the word ula to an oila. Oila is a oila korban. Do you think I've forgotten the korbanos and the korban of the bechor that you offered in the desert? Oh, you're telling me you don't forget anything. Well, how are you going to forget the egel azov? That's not going to be good for us. Therefore, if you carry on in the positive, it says, no, these I will forget. So, oh, maybe you'll forget what happened at Har Sinai, the, that you gave us the Torah, the eternal brisk between Bnei Shal Hashem. So, I never forget. But I will not forget that's the Hashem. Uh, at Har Sinai that he gave us the Torah. So we find this dual aspect of B'nai Shalom are very worried. Hashem, on the one hand, you seem to have forsaken us. On the other hand, you, ne- you never forget. Well, if you never forget, that can come to our be detrimental. If you forget us, well, that's detrimental to us. If you never forget, that will be detrimental to us because of the eagle. And Hashem says, don't worry, I'll forget the eagle, but I won't forget you. Chassidim Rishonim Hoyushom Shahachas. The Gemara continued that the Chassidim Rishonim used to wait an hour before davening. Mono and Emilia, what's the source of Rishon Levi? Yomakro Ashrei Yoshev Eisecha. It says those who sit in your house. V'Omer Rishon Levi Hamispalot Torik Lasher Shahachas Achar Tfilos. Sorry, and Ashrei Yoshev Eisecha. Those who are happy to sit in your house, and then how does the pasuk continue? Od Yahalucha. Then they praise you. So they first sit and then they praise. You also have to wait an hour after your tefillah. As it says, Tzadikim yodu lishmecho. Tzadikim give thanks to your name. And yeshvu yesharim esponecho. And then they sit before your face. So they give thanks. That's the end of the Amidah. The last section of the Amidah we say corresponds to thanks to Hashem. And then they sit and wait. Um, Bryce also said this, that a person who's davening should wait an hour before he davens and an hour after he davens. Where do we see this? Okay, the same as we just drosh as we've just said, but we see that you should wait before you daven and wait after you daven. The chasidim yishonim used to wait an hour to prepare them mentally and emotionally for tefillah. Then they would daven for an hour, and then they would. Wait another hour. Well, once they've davened for nine hours of the day, because you have to daven three tefillahs, when are they ever going to have time to keep their Torah? When are they going to have time for Chazorah? 
And we're not going to have time for work. So because they're The Torah is guarded and the Melach is Mabareches. You see a little bit, I was thinking, you see from your Chassidim, we know the famous Mishnah Avos, Ein Amoaretz Chassid. Because he has to have learned the whole of Torah, and we know that he knows the whole of Torah. But if he's spending nine hours a day davening, when's he going to have time to do Chazorah? How's he going to keep that Torah? So now he's a chassid, he's able to keep his Torah with just a little bit of time uh, put into it. Um, yeah, and we'll leave it there for today. We'll continue from the new piece tomorrow.